I'm going to just shift gears uh, really quickly. I want to give you an introduction into where we're going. If you're new here um, this year, at the end of every year, we take a time to talk about what we feel the prophetic word God has given for us in the life of our church in particular is. This is something that we spend and I spend months kind of discerning and praying into and testing and um, this year was the same. This year has been more difficult in many ways than some of the past years, but um, this marks the beginning of this sort of ending for us in 2022. And we really feel, and I feel that God has given us a prophetic word in the life of our church for 2023, and that word is rekindle. That word comes... Uh, specifically from 2 Timothy 1, and we'll cover that. But more than that, I believe that this is the heart of God. This is God saying the, the greatest need that you have, Andrew, that those who come to this church have, the greatest need that we have in our lives is to rekindle the fire of God's presence in us. The greatest need that we have is to reignite that flame of God, the presence of God, the spirit of God, the fire that comes from the spirit of God. The greatest need that you and I have in the world today is to walk in the spaces and places we do aflame with the presence in the spirit of God. The greatest need that we have is to rekindle our first love, and a deep hunger and longing for his presence. His leadership and direction come out of his presence. You wanna know what God's purposes and plans are for you in your life? He has them, but those actually are secondary to rekindling this holy fire, the spirit of God in you through intimacy with him. His direction and purpose and plans, the, the heart of God is only released when proximity to God is achieved. The first and greatest need that we have is to rekindle the fire of the Spirit's presence in us for the sake of our church and for the sake of our community. It's actually that fire, that rekindling, that reigniting that flame, that fanning into flame. It's that fire that drives us into deeper areas of hunger and longing. You will not hunger after God. You will not long for him in your life if you're not cultivating and stirring up the fire of his presence in your life. It's that fire that drives us deeper into his love. It's that fire that drives us deeper into the realities of what Jesus said, that our greatest commandment is to love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Fire is used often in scripture to, to describe and, and uh, express the presence of God. I wanna read to you a few passages. Daniel 7, this is Daniel having a prophetic uh, vision. I watched as thrones were put in place and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair 
like purest wool. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire and a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. Then the court began its session. In scripture, we have the stories, Exodus 3, the burning bush, then we have after Exodus 3, the fire that consumed all of Mount Sinai as God met with Moses. Then we have the pillar of fire that led the Israelites by day. God is described as holy fire. Hebrews 12, 29 says this, our God is a consuming fire. What is our calling? What is Jesus inviting us to? Man, they're having fun downstairs, holy cow. Who wants to be down there instead of up here listening to me? Um, don't ask the question. Some things are just left best in your own head, Andrew. All right. Don't ask the question if you don't want the answer. All right. Our God is a consuming fire. We're called then. What are you and I called to? We're called to be aflame with the fire of his presence. We're called to be provoking his presence, stirring it, uh, breathing on his presence in our life, fanning into flame. Leviticus 6.13, remember. And this is God's instruction uh, to the Israelites as they were engaging in the worship of God in the tabernacle back then. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. There was always fire before the presence of God. There is always fire that is necessary in sacrifice. I wanna say that to you again, because we don't want that part, but fire is a required essential of sacrifice. In the New Testament, Paul says that our bodies, our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. So Leviticus 6.13 and 1 Corinthians 6 go together. Remember the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. Your body is now a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the dwelling place of God. The altar of the throne room exists within you. Your goal, your job is to keep that flame burning. What did Paul say to Timothy? Timothy, you fan into flame the fire of God. You fan into flame the gifting that was placed on you with the laying on of hands. You do it, Timothy. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't ask God to do for you something that you're not willing to do yourself. Provoking the fire of God in our life is our job. We're not to let that flame go out and that fire distinguish. Paul says it this way in Romans 12. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Sacrifice demands fire, the kind he will find acceptable. Second Timothy 1, Paul says, therefore I remind you, he's talking to Timothy to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Our greatest need today, our greatest need today in the life of our church, in my life, and in your life is to rekindle the fire of God's presence in you. For many of you, those coals are cold. 
for many of you, they're, they're barely lit anymore. And God is calling you in this season. And we're gonna talk about this over the next few weeks. God is calling you to activate yourself again and rekindling the Spirit's presence in your life. Everything you need for the coming year is found in his presence. Everything, for every decision, every strategy, everything you're worrying about, everything you're stressed out about, everything you need is found in his presence. The question is, are you cultivating his presence in your life? Psalm 63.1, oh God, you are my God, I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you, my whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there's no water. Can that be said of you? I'm not talking about Sunday morning when the worship is powerful. That's the easy time. Tomorrow morning, when you have the choice of how you start your day, is it going to be with hunger and longing for the presence of God? When things get hard, when confrontation comes into your life, where do you turn? Psalm 42, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go stand before him? Matthew 6, 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything else. We like the second part of that. We love it. God, this is what I need. This is what I need from you. This is what I'm longing for. But the fire of the spirit in our life is only provoked, is only set aflame when we seek the presence of God. God's presence is his kingdom. God's kingdom exists where his rule and reign are accomplished. When you're walking in alignment with the heart of God, his kingdom is present. His kingdom is his presence and his rule. So next week, we're gonna talk about uh, specifically where we can find his presence. Now I know like the Holy Spirit's living in us. That's not what I mean. Where we can find his presence and how you and I can begin to rekindle this. And over the next few weeks, if you're new here, uh, we're gonna be intentionally calling you. I, and and let, like, let this just be known now. I'm calling you, every one of you, up I'm calling you up into greater measures of intentionality and accountability in your spiritual life. I'm calling you into new places in your walk with God, in your ability to follow in obedience and faithfulness. I'm calling you up. And over the next number of weeks, we're gonna call you to be more intentional in your spiritual life than you ever have been. And that's gonna have some practical outflowings. December 2nd is our giveaway offering. That's, uh, we'll talk more about that in the next few weeks, but that offering, that whole offering is going to people um, that we've been working on discerning in the life of our church. We give that every cent of that offering away to people that God has just placed on our hearts. And we'll talk in weeks to come about how God has used that in years past, but well into the six figures over the last five years, we've given away and released and sowed back into the kingdom of God. Because of that, we're calling you to activate yourself. I'm inviting you to ask to join with me and saying, Holy Spirit, who do you want that to go to this year? 
We don't have that totally settled yet. Who do you want us to release these resources to? That's what I'm inviting you into. Then the week after that, December 18th, is our year-end offering. I'm gonna challenge you even right now to begin to pray and say, God, what are you inviting me to give above and beyond my giving this year? What kind of offering are you inviting me to give to you as a demonstration of my trust and faith for 2023? for all of the things that God wants to do in my life. I wanna challenge you, I just wanna set it out right now that we're calling the body together to step into new levels of provoking the presence of God and that comes through obedience and generosity. The last thing we'll call you to and I wanna invite you to begin praying to toward is having a personal prophetic word for 2023. It's not the be and the end all of everything, but I believe that the Holy Spirit has a word for your life and for your family, a specific one to bring you encouragement, to, uh, to give you focus and direction. Would you begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, what is kind of, what is a word that you wanna speak over my life in the coming year? Start asking him. We're gonna give you time on that December 18th service to, to actually log that and write that down. So we're stoking the Spirit's fire even as a church. And part of that is um, that we're entering into a new season as a church in lots of ways. Over the last number of months, God has been clearly speaking to us that he's got a new season which will require uh, to use churchy language, a new wineskin. So here's what I've been sensing. As part of a rekindling the fire of God's presence, he's inviting us to do a few specific things as a church. I wanna leave these with you um, as we head into chatting with Spencer and Ashley here near the close. Here's what the spirit, I sense the spirit has been saying to us as a church. We're entering into a new season and our greatest hunger and longing as a church must be for the presence of Jesus first. In this season, we're being called to cultivate a burning fire of love for Jesus. The second thing I've been sensing from the Spirit, Jesus is the one who understands the seasons. In your life, in my life and in the life of the church. Jesus is the one who understands the seasons and he's the only one who can give leadership in a season, through a season and out of the season. And this is true for your life as it is for the church, but in order to receive his leadership, in order to receive the leadership of Jesus in the season of life that you find yourselves in, you must stir and cultivate his presence. You will not hear the leadership of Jesus, the strategies of the kingdom of God, unless you are in his presence, unless you are active in his presence. This is what, what else I heard. Jesus said that he is I am, not I was or not I will be. In order to walk in step and in season, we need to be walking in intimacy and obedience today. So whatever he's moving our church into in this new season, whatever he's moving you into in a new season, it's not built on the strategies of the last one. 
It's not built on the human wisdom that came from the last one. It must be coming out of obedience to his presence today. He said, I am, which means today he's calling you to seek his face. Today he's calling you to cultivate his presence, to be near to him so that you can hear the leadership and the wisdom of Jesus, not the strategies that worked last time, not the things that you've learned along the way. Number four, these are just things that have come out in my own prayer times. There's a time for reaping and a time for sowing, but the Spirit knows which one is which. Many of us together spend our energy trying to reap when we're to be sowing and sowing when we're to be reaping. And the result is fruitlessness. If you're not walking in step with the Spirit, through a a rekindling of his presence, you're going to be trying to sow in a season where he's inviting you to reap, and you're gonna try and reap in a season where he's inviting you to sow, and you're gonna feel frustrated and fruitless. That's why you need to rekindle the fire of his presence through intimacy with him. There is a season to sow, and there's a season to reap. I sense that this is a season for us to sow into his presence. And we've already started doing this as a staff. We've already started doing this in our monthly nights of prayer and fasting. We've already gathered some people to just pray and sow into his presence to ask him for leadership in this coming season. Lastly, Jesus must be in front in all things. It's really easy for us to pray to Jesus, to ask him for something, and then to just start making plans and going ahead and doing it. Here are four words. I'm not gonna explain them. We will over the next few weeks. Four words that define this season in the life of our church in many ways. The first word is stop. Jesus has invited us to surrender our plans and our wisdom and to stop. The second word is to ask. He's invited us to ask him a few specific questions. We'll go over those in the next few weeks. The third word is listen. Many times we ask, but we don't take time to listen. We ask and then just do. We get impatient and frustrated. He's invited us to stop, to ask, to listen. And then the fourth word is obey if we wanna understand how to walk through changing seasons in step with the Spirit, we actually have to activate these four things. 